This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air. Apa kabar? Hello, this is Chilla with Omsa. Tune in every second Tuesday at 3 p.m. as we take you through a journey about the diverse culture, music, language, tradition, lifestyle, and of course, the food that we have in Malaysia. It is a session where students can share about their life and the experience of studying here in Otago. So, come and join us for a chill and fun afternoon brought to you by the committee members of the Otago Malaysian Students Association. Omsa. Hello, 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 and welcome back to Chilla with Omsa. I'm your host today, Sean Teo. Um, it's been a while since we're back because um, we've been busy recruiting new members. Well, not actually, you guys aren't new. <laughs> um, but we've been busy um, electing the new members of the Otago Malaysian Students Association for next year. So we are very lucky to have the next year's president and vice president today. Please introduce yourselves. Oh, hi, my name is Aiden. Um, I'm the new president for OMSA. And hi, guys. I'm Danish. I am, what did I say, the same pres- vice president. <laughs> same vice president yeah, as last year. You, you were year. the president, uh, vice president this year. Or oh, VP2. <laughs> yeah, VP2 and VP2 again next year. I, I swear to God, that's, like, that's why, like, Malaysians, man, like, they'll just be like, like, what other... Uh, organization has the position VP1, VP2. <laughs> like it's it's a very Malaysian thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, today's show is about be well out with the old me. Not saying I'm old. <laughs> uh, maybe I don't know. I just turned twenty two. Um, so, <laughs> well, not old. You know, not like an uncle yet. <laughs> But I'll be like the uncle of Omsa next year, I guess, now. Take over from some of the past president's roles. So, uh, welcome back to the show. Aiden is actually our education officer this year. And Danish was previously sports the officer. sports officer. But then he moved up to... Oh, he got promoted. He got promotion. Well, promotion, <laughs> bro. Uh, he moved up to the vice president two uh, position. And he's been working with me ever since. Um so today's just about talking about the experiences we've had this year compared to, well, there's nothing to compare to, to be honest. Well, compared to your past lives, I guess, before yeah. OMSA, I think it's good to know who you were before then and then who you are now and, and who you will be <laughs> in the future. <laughs> um, so um, we'll just start off with, well, you've already introduced yourself, so... What made you decide to join OMSA in the first place? Uh, um, for me, I guess um, moving to New Zealand at such an early age. So I moved to like, New Zealand when I was 12. And um, I've never really found any Malaysian friends or anything like that. So I really felt secluded. So like when I came to like Otago, I decided that I want to know more about my cultures and find Malaysian friends and to like, truly find myself. So I decided to take a giant leap and join OMSA for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. So it was quite a... Yeah. Like, so how was that leap like in general? What did you feel was like quite challenging? Um, I guess, firstly, uh, 
I have to say language barrier lah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I feel you as well because um, you weren't exposed to much uh, Malay uh, yeah. growing up as well. So yeah. uh, every time I see you in committee meetings and then they just go full Malay mode and then you, you sit there with this expression that's like... Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I try and translate as much as possible for mm. those who don't want... Uh, who don't know what the Malay words are. Uh, but... Yeah, fair enough. I guess this is how you get exposure as well. Yeah. Um, uh, like, do you understand much Malay? Little sikit sikit. Yeah, I do understand um quite much. You know, just speaking yeah. sometimes yeah. <laughs> can be hard. Yeah, it's the same. It's mm-hmm. sometimes it's easier to understand a language than yeah. to uh, speak speak a language, uh, especially in Malaysia where we have so many languages, right? And mm. dialects. Mm. Yeah, don't get me started. Uh, <laughs> Different topic. Yeah, yeah. Wait, you can whole, do a whole session on this one. Yeah. Yeah, last session is okay. Uh, I mean, we can talk about it if we want. No, but, um, <laughs> actually, uh, I think it'd be cool to um, talk about uh, like uh, ethnicity. Well, we got like a good mix like today. Um, but before that, let's just go with Danish. Like, why did you decide to join Omsa? Somebody pressured you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I guess it'd be similar reasons to Aiden. Like, as well, I moved down to New Zealand when I was like five or six, one of the two. So, and yeah, again, wanting to find like that community feeling of like you know being in like with other Malays, being able to speak like in Malay language, even Malay slang. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like other people, yeah. Just like learning it from the bottom up. <laughs> true, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's... And my Malay has definitely gotten better ever since joining Omsa, so... Actually, me too. <laughs> <laughs> like, my Malay was very... Um, I always call it cha-cha. <laughs> you just chopped up and uh, not really that, like, fluent. Like... Ah, oh, sorry, same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But now, after joining Omsa and then having... Um, just the exposure is so, so valuable. And it's just an experience you can't get elsewhere, especially in New Zealand, right? It's really hard to get into those circles where you can, you know, expose yourself to languages like that. Mm-hmm. But Onza is dedicated to, like, promoting Malaysian culture, so mm-hmm. it's, like, mm-hmm. the best place to to really put yourself forth. Well, the other Malaysian students' um, associations around New Zealand are a good choice as well, but Onza is the best. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no bias. Shameless plug. Yep. <laughs> No bias there, nothing at all. But yeah, um, so let's just go around and because um, Malaysia is so diverse, so let's just go around and then talk about like what race. What, it's so weird to say what race are we? <laughs> <laughs> I used to do this in like the IC, like the identification card. Um, ah, true. Things yeah. like you have to fill out your agama, your like your religion and stuff like back uh, home. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That was that was an experience. Yeah. Um, Wait, Dalaj actually Singaporean Malay as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then so Dalaj is Singaporean Malay, but then he he decided to join Umsa mm. um, to expose more to, well, the Malay side. Yeah, Malay side. <laughs> of Malay side of life, things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, Singapore is actually well, the national language is actually Malay and English. Um, so there's two official languages, but um, the population is largely Chinese. Uh, just for context, that's why there's not. There's not much Malay spoken. I'm assuming in like uh, Singapore. I know the old the there, there old people is, got yeah. There is like between like Malays, but I guess yeah, like but between like, different because that's yeah. the race that's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, whereas uh, Malaysia is uh, pre- predominantly Malay, so that's basically what you hear on a daily basis from time. Well, 
almost yeah on a daily basis mm-hmm. yeah so uh i'll just start first with like uh, i am malaysian chinese so my grandfather actually came over from china uh around 90 well i can't remember to be honest but it was a long time ago um so i'm technically third generation uh, malaysian chinese um so my grandfather was an immigrant but my other side my dad's side um their family was already malaysian chinese like they've already been around for a while so i still have like deep roots so i always tell people it's like i'm mixed too you know like quarter <laughs> mainland chinese and uh three quarters malaysian chinese <laughs> but just malaysian at the end. Yeah, yeah yeah exactly <laughs> it's so weird because like I, I'm somewhat connected to mainland culture, but it's so far removed from that that you, Malaysian Chinese culture is so different uh, from mainland Chinese culture. Mm. Uh, it's much more chill. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, I'm joking, maybe. Uh, so, uh, what about you, Danish? I'm, well, I'm quite a mix. So my mom is Indian, Malay, and my dad is. Chinese Malay but well I didn't know you were mixed yeah wait what well now you know but I'm basically just Singaporean Malay yeah I, I was wondering the other night because like in Malaysia we call well in Malaysia and Singapore we call like Chinese and Indians who like mix together Chinians right <laughs> yeah then, then what about Malay and Indian Mindin nah there's no, no catchy way no, no, there's nah, no catchy, no catchy in, yeah. Yeah. Chindian sounds so nice. Why isn't there like a Malay Indian version for it? Yeah, I guess yeah. Malay Indian, that's the best. Yeah. <laughs> that's the best we got. Yeah. Nah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So I'm assuming like one of your grandparents is... So my dad's side, his grandma was Chinese and his dad was Malay. And then on my mom's side... Wait, your dad's side... Okay, your dad's side, grandma is Chinese. And granddad is Malay. Yeah, okay. And then on my mom's side... Oh crap! I think it's <laughs> I think it's my granddad. Yeah. Oh no, no. my grandma is um, the Indian side, and then my granddad on my mum's side is Malay. So then I turn out as to whatever that's whatever all those mix equals. Well, that's 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 Malaysia Singapore race all mixed in one man. Yeah. <laughs> so you got all the races. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I actually know a friend like that too. He's like the one Malaysia dude or one Singapore dude or whatever. Um, what about you, Aiden? So Aiden's, uh Oh, actually, I'll let you do it. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'm from the um, east side of Malaysia. East side represent. <laughs> yes, um, I'm part of the uh, indigenous population over there. I'm called the Karazan. Mm. Although I'm, I, I'm part Chinese um, from my mom's side. So uh, Sino Karazan. Yeah, so we call myself um, Sino Karazan. Um, yeah, all. Um, it's quite different to um, other cultures in West Malaysia, so yeah, there's quite a big difference. Um, and also, although I have, I do have like Chinese uncles and aunties, but uh, never really been connected much. But I do get the gist of like Chinese cultures. Yeah. You know, so, like, I, yeah. are you more strongly connected yeah. to your Karazan side? Yeah, I think yeah. I'm strongly connected to my Karazan side compared to my Chinese yeah. uh, background. Yeah, and I'm assuming most of your cousin relatives are they in New Zealand or some of them are back home? Ah, uh, or well, most of the, most of them are back home. Yeah, and, most uh, of them yeah. are back home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then um, the Chinese relatives. 
Uh, also back home. Yeah, all, all yeah. back home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. uh, did you used to regularly go back to Malaysia, like during summer or something? Yeah, like we do go back yearly, but not anymore because of yeah, COVID. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the uh, yeah. yeah, that's a that's the worst part. But um, just I know a lot of people want to go back during the summer, which mm. is what they usually do. Like a lot of Kiwi Malaysians as well. Um, actually, would you guys identify as like Kiwi Singaporean, Kiwi Malaysian? I just did the crisis. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I just say I'm Malay. Just Singapore yeah, Malay, yeah, just I Singapore guess. Malay. Although I am Kiwi citizen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just identify as Malaysian. I mean, I, I wasn't born here, so I yeah, find yeah. it hard to say I'm Kiwi. <laughs> yeah. Nah, that's fair. That's fair. Because it's more of a like second generation thing where like if you were born... Well, mostly. Like, if you were born here, then you would like... Claim the title. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> claim the title. Uh, I don't want to say it. No. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I think I like the fluidity of uh, that identity. Um, yeah. Can you tell me more about Karazan culture? Because I actually don't know. Uh, for those who don't know, um, there's quite a few indigenous tribes in Malaysia. They're mostly yeah. in East Malaysia, mm-hmm. uh, where all the tribes are. Yeah. Um, so East Malaysia houses around... Oh no, I'm gonna get this wrong, and then people will be like, "What? How can?" There's a lot. There's a lot. Uh, yeah, there's a lot. I'm, I'm guessing a 39 tribe. No, I, I don't know, bro. But it's it's a lot of sparse tribes. There's just different mm. traditions. Mm-hmm. Um, so most yeah. majority tribes would be Iban, Kadazan. Yeah, Iban. Uh, what else? Crap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, yeah, tell me a bit about Kadazan culture if you don't mind. Hmm. Well, um. Well, actually, right. I don't know much, but I've only um heard stories. Yep. Yeah. Um. So I guess uh, Kadazan, I guess it's quite similar to like what the um, the Maori people are to New Zealand. We do um have similar values such as um the land. We do um prioritize the land. We have the idea of um. Uh, what comes from the land goes back to the land mm-hmm. kind of ideology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so almost this um, relationship with um, the land, mm, basically. Yeah, and um, our culture is also centered around food. Um, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, mainly because we do, we have a, a belief or rather, I'm um, saying that you know food. It's not really, really scarce, and we should like um, never waste food. Oh yeah, yeah. So, cause like the land gives you that food, yeah, and then and you don't you, but you you mm. obviously try not to waste that food. Yeah. yeah. Now that's that's a really like enduring kind of culture. Mm. Yeah. And we also have respect for the land. So sometimes if we go to like a jungle or forest, we we usually remain quiet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so interesting, like, interesting. Yeah, we don't like make jokes, don't do, crack jokes or do anything. Do not like pollute. Oh, yeah, otherwise the yeah. hunters will get you. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> like that, uh, I yeah. Can, yeah, I, I yeah. can I can vibe with that. Mm. Yeah, I don't want to be haunted for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, another thing that's important to us is probably like our family. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah. we really, really prioritize our family. Yeah, kind of like... um. Also similar to uh, the Maori people here who yeah. prioritize so, the family. So uh, that relationship with mm. nature, kaitiaki and uh, mm. the... Um, so, yeah, the, the concept of fanao fak, yeah, faka mm. fanao ngatanga. Yeah, so 
uh, like that tribal. Yeah, it is a lot of like tribal parallel. Mm. Like I can see like starting to emerge from the patterns. But yeah, mm. do go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, otherwise, that's that's all I know. Yeah. yeah. But has your mom ever told you like stories mm. or anything about your culture? That um, it's okay if you don't know anything. Because <laughs> I I actually. Like growing up, uh, I think there was a phase where I just didn't know anything mm. about my own culture. Till it's funny because I came here. How I learned about um, my culture was the fact that I'm not in my culture anymore, <laughs> and uh, it made me realize what was very distinctly like Malaysian that I brought with me as part of my identity. Mm. Like mm. I can tell stories about like Chinese New Year stories. Like we had the Mooncake Festival recently. Uh, quick story time uh, which had the it's basically to it's like a story between two lovers and um, one one woman was like I, I don't know it's a lot of like spiritual stuff but basically um, this guy's missus <laughs> was stuck on the moon and he mm. couldn't give like food or something and so he he always like he, he was like he couldn't meet her anymore on the moon or something for some reason um because like of heavenly forces and they they basically couldn't meet up anymore so to admire the moon obviously mooncakes are like sort of like a tribute yeah oh. that's the worst history lesson Interesting. Yeah. do not like please do the research it's the moon princess <laughs> the moon princess yeah um yeah so yeah that's Kadazan culture but your Singaporean well you already told me that it's not that much of a difference isn't it not really not really much culture in Singapore and Malaysia. Maybe language slightly like different, slightly, slightly like, different, but yeah. yeah, not really much. Eh? Yeah, because the geography is so close that yeah, yeah. you don't really see too much of a difference. I guess you it? could say we're more like South Malaysia. <laughs> South Malay. South, <laughs> South, <laughs> South Malay. I'm Singaporean style. Malay. Oh no, you're South Malay. <laughs> You know it. <laughs> what about even South South Malay, Indonesia? <laughs> yeah, because uh, I, uh, it is the most similar in terms of culture and language because Indonesian Malay is quite different from yeah, that's Malaysian different. Malay. Yeah, because mm. my, uh, I don't want to say best friends, our uh, close friends here in New Zealand, they're Indonesian. Uh, so whenever they speak Malay, I actually don't know what they're saying mm. sometimes because I can't, I can't really keep up. Um, yeah So Karazan's real tribal Well Malay Well there's a There's a pattern of like Family orientation oh, Around definitely. Like Malaysia in general mm, I guess yeah. that's why We're in Omsa as well Because mm. um, I study like Collectivism Like You guys know what that is right um, mm. So that concept of Just being in the Collective culture mm. Where we try and contribute To each other And the community um, Which is Something that I didn't really um, realize till I came to New Zealand, and then because um, I'm quite independent actually from our very interdependent cultures, so I feel like there's a there's a certain individuality in the modern generation that's not seen in like the previous generation, where it's like oh I went to school and then like through the jungle and <laughs> um, and uh, I I worked hard and like. It's it's good to compare and contrast those two cultures, because um, I find it really interesting how my mom like views the world and how I view the world as well. Like I was like brought up in a more Western context, mm. just in Malaysia instead. Um, mm. So I had to like 
at one point in my life, I had to find that divide between, um, like, there's, like, Malaysian culture and then there's, like, that more Western culture that I was exposed to. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have stuff like American media, which everybody is exposed to. So that's why, actually, that's why a lot of Malaysians, if they do speak English sometimes to, like, foreigners, they have an American accent. <laughs> it's so weird. It's yeah, so weird. I have cousins. Yeah, right, right. have right. the American accent and they speak English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. And it's purely because of that TV <laughs> Right, because uh, my sister learned like Hong Kong Cantonese from TV, so it's oh. it's what you were exposed to as a kid. I mean, if you're a kid, right, you watch a TV and that's uh, that's your like exposure to language. Then it's a cool way to learn. Unfortunately, that doesn't work anymore. <laughs> um, maybe I know a little bit of Japanese because I watch a lot of anime. <laughs> <laughs> um, just just exposing yourself to that a lot more. Um, yeah, well, it's lovely to have you guys here. So, Danish, you've been a VP two for around a couple months only. Um, Half, one semester. Yeah, one semester. Um, so we just had to switch it up a little bit. And we get some new faces. <laughs> <laughs> so how was that experience for you? The VP experience? Yeah, VP two. Um, it's been... It's been good. It's been it's been it's fun. Been good. <laughs> it's <laughs> no, good. No, it's, it's been fun. Uh, like, I mean, like it was quite like you know exciting because like and like quite like whoa okay because like you know I, w- I only started off as like a sports officer yeah and yeah. I wasn't even think and even like the beginning of the year I wasn't even thinking that I would have been in Omsa until like Lokman messaged me yeah exactly and then I was like okay sports officer what exactly did he message was he like uh, oh you want to be the uh, sports officer (laughs) yeah that's basically it yeah (laughs) right that's a lot more than that but yeah it was like that and then we had the Basatu and then we moved out to VP it was just like quite a jump quite a rush and quite a jump but I I I liked I liked doing the VP role it was quite fun I like having you as a VP. Um, and you're going to enjoy having him as a VP as well. Um, what? Uh, how could you compare and contrast the two roles as well? In VP and sports officer? Yeah, VP and sports officer. I uh, guess the VP role is definitely a lot more responsibility. Like, yeah, again, you are the vice president, so there was a little bit more responsibility. And I went into, like, team meetings or even just events or whatever. We had um, definitely with, like, a different mentality so yep. like instead of just going in and like participating you I mean not not like judging or anything but like always like thinking of like other things like uh, I don't know like thinking about logistics thinking about just having all those things in the back of your mind whilst you were in meetings events yeah just is, yeah. Um, I get what I mean it's not just judging it's having that judgement and like trying to balance out all the different factors yeah yeah because like that's that's basically the executive role for any OMSA members like who want more transparency um, mm-hmm. if you're a VP or a president then you have to make a lot of executive decisions that's why we are Definitely. called the execs yeah right um, so uh, not that I stress out a lot joking yeah <laughs> but like it's a really like nice experience because I'm used to making those decisions like in my history essays everything we have to make conclusions out of like all the different factors um, so it's a skill you'll definitely develop in the future Aiden mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah yeah and um, well quick advice well this is advice for anyone really <laughs> Sean words of wisdom which is I uh, I, I wouldn't focus on like being uh, like good president just being yourself is yeah, really enough because like um, 
I developed quite a lot as a president um, throughout the whole role. Like, I'm so different from how I first started. So it's going to be the same for you. Because like, some parts of the job will just demand a different side. And it's really cool because you see yourself grow in that situation and you're like, wow, like, I'm growing. Does <laughs> 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 this sound like a kid? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm growing, mom. Different from, so as you said, Sean, because you, you were used to uh, doing like those big decisions, if you will. Is that what yeah, something yeah, you said yeah. like that? So there was for, a lot more discussion. For, yeah. for me, it was very different because like, I had never been notably in any like major leadership roles yeah so being in this was like a first time being like a leader if you will <laughs> and that was really but it was really good like, like you said you really learn a lot i'm getting really good at my emails now <laughs> yeah. I, I remember him starting off like his oh, emails, no. Yeah, no, 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 no. his emails weren't bad it was just he was a bit more like reluctant to do so mm. I, I was the same it was so weird putting my name down but now like, Sean Teo, like, Omsa President, 2021, no, 2020-2021. It's like, best regards, you know. Mm. Yeah, it's it's a skill that takes time, but it's so yeah, cool definitely. once you get used to it and you're like, hey, that's me. Like, yeah. I'm official. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. a learning process. Yeah. It's not like you go in, like, maybe you will have experience in, like, whatever, or if you're, like, president, have uh, experience in leading, but it's definitely, like, you always go into it learning yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think that's the best mentality you can have. Yeah. yeah. Um, for Aiden, you were the education officer, which was a bit more removed from the traditional like roles where you're much more involved in the event planning side. Yeah. So education officer, well, tell tell us about the role. Well, I all started when um, Erica. Yeah. The previous me. VP yeah. one. Yeah, and also the previous um, education of- officer um, yep. before me. Yeah, so I asked her whether I'd get like a free hoodie. Um, <laughs> still haven't gotten it yet. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully next time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hopefully. Hmm. Actually, we've been wanting to do that for the committee this year, but um, obviously we've been so busy um, helping the community. Like we hmm. are, like so hardworking guys. Damn. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> not to toot my own horn. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, but you really get so busy that um, we want to do it at the beginning of the year, which is when they usually do it. But then uh, everybody was like, oh, <laughs> mahal, too expensive. No, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, I mainly join education officer because I see myself more as a problem solver. Yeah. And then by that, I mean, I really like to um, find new approaches to um, how I deal with stuff. So I guess... Um, as an education officer this year, it re- went really, really well for me um, because every time I hold a session, I always find new method of teaching, new way of mm. um, helping them engage and new way of um, helping them um, learn stuff. Yeah. So nice. I, uh, nice. Yes. Would, I mean, would you say you're a good tutor now? I guess one of the students did say that he liked my method of teaching, so... Let's go. Yeah. Plug. <laughs> no. Yeah, but my experience... Five-star review. <laughs> Any house size students? Plug how much you teaching for tuition? Mm. <laughs> uh, I forgot. That's what we call it. Instead of tuition, uh, mm. we actually call it tuition, tuition, tuition. <laughs> so mm. Malaysian. Uh, yeah, uh, that's that's amazing to see because you are like helping some members in a more mm. direct and personal, intimate way, uh, mm. which just helps to foster their own studies as well. Mm. And, it's one of the traditions that I like to keep, but obviously the numbers, it's yeah, it's pretty hard to continue doing so. But I'm glad that you were the last education mm. officer. Um, you did a really good job. So 
Um, we're going to talk about moving into the new roles, but we'll have a short break first before we do. Uh, thank you for sharing your thoughts and your experiences so far. Uh, we will be back right after the break. That was Burning by the Whitest Boy Alive. <laughs> what a name. <laughs> is, that really, is that really his name? Yeah, he is. So uh, that's, that's a... I don't know if it's an actual dude. <laughs> I just know the song's good. Um, but yeah, the, the Whitest Boy Alive. <laughs> uh, what a name. Um, anyways, welcome back. We are going to talk about the role for next year. So Aiden is... Well, Danish, your role doesn't really change much. But you can talk about how you want to develop or your 
oh whatever we'll get into it um but Aiden I want to ask firstly like what made you want to go further with the role next year oh what made me want to go further yeah me asking I'm guessing <laughs> <laughs> wait so what what do you mean by that question so like sort of how like what made you decide to go for like a higher role oh what makes oh yeah um so basically, I always like a challenge, like I said to you. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, start time, because like when I was looking, it's really hard to usually find a president. Um, so I was just like looking around. I was just asking people. Um, but when when I was asking Aiden, I was like, "Would you continue your role for next year?" And then he's like, "Yeah, there's no success." Uh, and then I almost said it as a joke. Um, um like. Would you consider running for any of the higher like positions? <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, I like a challenge, the most <laughs> non-challenged way." And I was like, "This man." <laughs> yeah, uh, but it's good to see that initiative because, well, I mean, you've been in my committee for a while, so you know I love initiative and mm. proactiveness. You're gonna be doing a lot more of that. Mm. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, tell me more about like, uh, is it just the challenge? <laughs> No, uh, obviously, um, there's also like set of skills that I want to improve on, you know, such yep. as leadership skills, because I will be needing it um, next time and probably for a lifetime. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, developing the skills of what it's what it's like to be like president, mm-hmm. is definitely something I want in my life. So that's why I decided to uh, take a huge jump. Yeah, and in a way, it brings you mm. much closer to mm. your community and to mm. your Malaysian culture as well. Yeah, and also I really want to um, make sure that Malaysians still feel like they're at home. That's yeah. my um, biggest priority. I'm so proud yeah. I started yeah. that. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Yeah. Um, Omsa's been doing that for years and years, but obviously I think with the lockdown and everything, like people want that um, that sense of mm. home even, even more. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because I also know what it feels like to be away from home. I've been here for basically half my life, and yeah, yeah, because you got the experience. Yeah, like you know what to do. Well, what do you do to mm. cook, eat? <laughs> yeah, just eat Malaysian food. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's now nah, that's that's a cool reason. So, Danish, what made you decide to stay in the role? <laughs> I just really liked. I just really like Omsa. Oh I my god! Really, oh yeah, <laughs> of, course, of course, I really like Omsa. Um, I just also just like just like the role, like especially like this semester, like you know, we, me and VP two, we were, yeah, we were one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, I, and I just you really were one with the role. With, yeah, I just really vibed with it, and I just really like to and yeah, I just decided to go and uh, continue with it next year, and maybe thought as well, like I I. Personally, I don't think I could ever be like a president or like the, but I would like to be, like the support uh, to the leader. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, um, like, I, I get you, I get you. Because like, even even as a VP, you can feel even though you're making like executive decisions, you're, um, not being given like all the decisions. Where, like, there'll be moments where, like, I'm thrust with a decision, and those moments I have to decide like. Yeah, okay, we're going with option A or option B. More words of wisdom. Always just have options. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, like, make sure you rely on your loved ones as well. Because mm-hmm. I asked my mom, uh, like, um, just about like pers- you know my personal life and stuff. And uh, mm-hmm. one thing that she said to me that really struck out to me and you know sticks with me to this day is like, 
it's okay if you're feeling stuck. Just see what options you have, and then go with those options. Yeah, mm. but it's always good to have option A, option B, and then you. Yeah, my style is option here. We have option A, we have option B. Uh, if I need to make it myself and doesn't need to involve the community, then I'll do it. But if I need to make a decision to the community, I just like, okay, pick which one you want. <laughs> mm. Yeah, if you notice, that's that's how I do things. Um, but yeah, uh, glad that you guys do uh, did decide to go further with the role next mm. year. I'm really excited to see how you guys develop with the role. Um, not that I'll be leaving. <laughs> yeah, nah, you still be around. <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, the only reason why I'm not continuing is because I have another role now. Um, no, I'm not plugging myself on the show. It's okay. <laughs> but yeah, I'll be working closely with, with you guys, anyways. So, do continue to rely on me. I have to show no bias towards the Malaysian community. So you guys have to take care of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> what was that how for? <laughs> That's true. They will always be biased. I'm a psychologist. I know. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I mean, Malaysia obviously is a special place in my heart, but it also has a special place in Dunedin. Mm. Mm. Well, we've been here for 58 years since 19, estimated 1963, and um, it's it's been quite a journey for this whole organization as a whole. And Omsa has been one of the most active clubs and. Uh, uh, not, well, might as well plug. Uh, we won Best Cultural Society <laughs> of the Year again. Woo! One more time. So, and Bersatu. Yeah, and Bersatu. So, yeah. Nah, I, I was going <laughs> to throw a quip at the other contingents, but. <laughs> <laughs> sabah, sabah, bro. Sabah. No, no, like, like, humble, humble. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, as soon as I'm talking about like being humble, yeah. So, in the past seven years, we've won Best Cultural Society of the Year. Um, yeah. Uh, two years in a row now so it, honestly it's up to you if you want to continue that because uh, even regardless of if you do these awards or not like the reputation will still be there mm. um, and it's it's not about upholding that reputation that matters but it's about how you build your own reputation with that which is the most important part mm. yeah it's like I felt that I had to uphold a reputation, but I figured out it's actually not upholding a reputation. It's building your own reputation, growing your own style. It's mm. like you know, like all the different, all the presidents in the past had a very different style, um, and mine is very, very different as well. Yeah. So obviously, you guys are going into the role. So what kind of goals and visions do you have for Omsa next year? Your curly, <laughs> curly question. Uh, uh yeah. Um. I just want to really, really make sure that we we appreciate what we have and basically use it. Because um, when I first joined OMSA, it really made me feel like home. Yeah. Like, uh, it helps me connect to my culture and helps other people connect. Yeah, all the mm. Malaysian accents mm. and like, mm. yeah. Uh, I mean, you've experienced a lot of the Malaysian Indian accents. C1 is a very Malaysian Chinese mm. accent. Yeah. Mm. Um, I switch between every accent. <laughs> so it, it's definitely, I think your experience, like, you know, growing up here in New Zealand, uh, mm. like, can help to bridge the gap. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, I like my avatar metaphors, <laughs> the avatar, the last I render. So mm. uh, you are the bridge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like, um, really making small gatherings and you know, helping us to connect more mm. in a higher level is something I want to see myself doing. And the committee as well. Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, obviously the numbers are going to be reduced so mm. that connection is really important any sort of ideas you had that has been brewing oh yeah i guess um stuff that malaysians are good at uh, sports food <laughs> sports <laughs> <You know>? food <laughs> it's kind of ironic because our country is known for having one of the worst obesity and diabetes rates <laughs> in asia mm. yeah i think it's 60 percent diabetes and obesity rate Ooh. for the total population and uh as a doctor <laughs> or future doctor right you know that's not good <laughs> I, I guess that's why you have the dichotomy the like huge contrast between like sportsmen like Malaysians and then like, <laughs> that the other Malaysians so. um, nah but even then like people in that category I've seen at home like they'll, they'll still play sports like uh, my dad uh, at like 45 he, he was more athletic than I was <laughs> and he would like go to the park with all these young boys it's like a half court basketball and he was like pass me the ball bro because <laughs> um, he was from uh, Port Klang which is uh, south of KL and they um, like sports was just a huge part of their culture there because um, it was like one of those areas where they didn't really have much money and things to do so they just went out and played mm. sports yeah. yeah so yeah that's one thing sports um and food yeah yes otherwise we can combine them both you know um eat food first and exercise later <laughs> so it cancels out do you true, prefer true. to eat food before or after ah <laughs> nah, uh, yeah i <laughs> I'll vomit, I dude. yeah yeah i'll just have that feeling where i'm like oh no i shouldn't have ate too much you know <laughs> yeah, sometimes yeah. you just gauge and you're true, like, true. i haven't digested enough and then that's it you're over um, anyways, what about you, um, Danish? Like, what kind of goals and visions do you have? Oh, for one, supporting Aiden being the president. That's yeah. one of my goals. <laughs> um, but I guess other ones would be like, like, as you said, our committee and even community is getting smaller because there's like no new um, Malaysian students coming in as long as the borders are closed. Yeah, exactly. But I guess it's also making sure with those small numbers that we do know each other and do know because with like a smaller community you like you won't you might struggle to like find other Malaysians yeah because obviously there's less of you so it's like make sure you just bring together everyone yeah. that's left I guess because your, together, your you family know. is here sometimes as well and that like family aspect is obviously really yeah. important yeah because like mm. yeah it's just me and my family here in in, Wellington, um, in New Zealand my family's up in Wellington and... Yeah, but they, they come down a visit Yeah, they, from they come down every now yeah. and again. But yeah, it's just like that again. Just making sure you have that group to always come back to. Yeah, definitely. Because like, um, it's really hard because as students, right, we can't... It's, it's hard to imitate their family feeling. Mm. Like, oh, yeah, definitely. we do not have uncles, right? The typical uncle. Like, that's how you know there's family. There's kids running around. There's like uncles like just talking about their old life and how they used to mm. go to school. Uh, <laughs> I love how that's the meme. Oh, when they're in the army. <laughs> yeah, when they were. Oh yeah, yeah, because you're Singaporean, right? So NS would be a big thing yep. in the culture. Yeah, every Singaporean has that. Well, most most Singaporeans have their uh, NS experience as well. Uh, mm. Can't relate. Um, <laughs> Same. <laughs> it's because of nah. I'm not gonna throw shade. <laughs> uh, yeah, because it's, it's really hard to imitate that family feeling. Yeah, mm. But what we did with Hari Raya, I feel, was, oh, that was great. I think that was um, probably one of the best in terms of just trying to get that familiar feeling. 
Yeah, I know mm. the Singaporeans are really good with like your your aunties are very proactive. Uh, I mean, our aunties are less proactive, but <laughs> like uh, they make really good food. So auntie mm. Sue, thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. shout out to Fahim's mom. He couldn't be here today. Sorry. Uh, and uh, shout out to the co-host for this whole year actually as well. So I'd like to give a special mention to Fahim, um, Siwan, and. Munira as well when she was still co-hosting with uh, us it was a rough start to this year but it was definitely uh, like once we got like the ball rolling then everything sort of just smoothed itself out so yeah we really appreciate that they took out the time to do this on a regular as well as you said still it's all a learning process yeah yeah definitely uh, and it will be a learning process for you in the future as well um are there any challenges or issues that you know will be in particularly this is also me asking you so that I can also provide advice but like at the same time any challenges and issues this, because, this is handover part 2 is it? this is handover part 2 <laughs> <laughs> electric boogaloo um, yeah any challenges and issues that you guys know you'll face and like any ways to overcome that I guess Definitely, again, small numbers or lesser numbers. Yeah. So, I guess commu- uh, committee-wise, maybe just sharing workload amongst our smaller numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And community- community-wise, just events. But I guess we can work around that. Yeah. Because you can have, like, smaller-scale events where it's just encourage- it encourages less. So, like, having, you know, instead of having, because having those events, because we had it in the previous years, is encouraging, like, events that just brings people together and... Yeah, exactly. Makes connections and all that. Mm. No, a, a more tight knit community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that um, recruiting more committee members can be a challenge. Yeah, yeah, especially with those small numbers, and we'll try to find a way about around that. And and I know I'm working for committees and something new for a lot of people, and mm-hmm. definitely can be quite a challenge. Yeah, yeah. And I know people do have their um, academics or like any other hobbies they uh, have to do. Yeah. yeah, I think that's why you're quite perfect for the role because one, you're a med student, which is yeah, self-explanatory <laughs> in terms of the academic demand. Uh, and two, you had experience as the education officer. Mm-hmm. And even when you weren't the education, well, when you were like just helping out with committee mm-hmm. stuff in general, you knew how things work. And like three, we have Danish who's been part of the executive process. He knows sort of how it works. And um, yeah, I trust you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So you guys have like a really good balance, actually. So it's going to be really nice to see how that's going to develop and hone itself. Mm. It's it's also like, um, because like going for these roles, like why I went for the role was because I wanted to feel closer to home as well. And like, you know, I was feeling really homesick and I was like, I was lonely, I was depressed. I was like, I want my people. And uh, mm-hmm. and I think that's one of the best parts is it helps to keep that homesickness at bay sometimes. Um, yeah. yeah, obviously family is irreplaceable, but you can definitely, like, I'm not sure if you, you weren't at my speech, but you were at my speech. Mm. But I said, I cannot, we cannot balik kampung. But I can try and bring the kampung to you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that that's the whole mentality. Yeah. The whole idea of kampung. Um again for our for our listeners, it's hometown. So we always like to balik kampung to go back to our hometown a mm. lot. 
So during the summer, all Malaysians would balik kampung. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Where Where is your kampung actually? Like, you My know? kampung. Yeah, your kampung. <laughs> uh, we call it a uh, penampang. Penampang. Yeah. Mm. Can't say I've heard of it, but mm. I'll do my geography research. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Singapore. Singapore. <laughs> if you want to go more specific, I guess Jurong West for any Singapore oh, yeah. for any people who know Singapore. <laughs> that one Singaporean listening to this. Like, oh, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, because I I don't know. Do Singaporeans balik kampung? Because th- there's yeah. no kampung. I mean, they, I mean, I guess they balik kampung back. <laughs> That's why when whenever there's like public holidays, Hari Raya or anything, they that's why there was like traffic jam at the border. Remember? Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. they always wanna balik kampung, which is back in Malaysia yeah, exactly. apparently. Mm. Yeah, I kind of miss that rush. To be honest, not really. No, the traffic jams are no, horrible. You don't want to so be stuck bad. in like seven hour traffic jam. Mm. Hell no. I really don't like. Some people I know they take leave much earlier and then they'll like go back like earlier than when yeah. the rush starts. Mm-hmm. But it's the tragedy of the masses. So a bunch of people think they can do the same thing, and so yeah, you, you still get traffic jams regardless. Uh, mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Malaysian culture um, in general, I think it's really good that, especially since you grew up here, it's a it's one of the best ways to connect to your own culture and you learn a lot more. And when you're planning events for uh, for future Malaysians, you'll find out like ways that you can try and foster that um, that culture from moving. Um, but the cool part is now we get a bit more of that Kiwi Malaysian input because um, quite a few of your com- committee grew up in New Zealand. Mm. Yeah, so this is gonna be the most like Kiwi Malaysian oriented uh, committee like going forward. So it's gonna see a really cool um, mix of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I guess also be different because we have to, I guess again with the smaller community. Yeah, exactly. You'll see different events that may come out because I, I think even like this year and previous years. I'd say our community has been pre- pretty decent size. So yeah, we had like yeah. those kind of events that tailored to that. We number. were the biggest uh, community last two years actually. Um, so we had like 375 people mm. two years ago and we had now that it dropped down to 275. Mm. Uh, then it dropped down to uh, 140. So now it's going to drop even more. Mm. So um if you're listening, do support the international students. We don't have much of this around anymore. People are going to graduate. They're going to go back to Malaysia. Uh, they're going to say their goodbyes. Um, but, yeah, that's what it's all about. I think that's a perfect way to conclude. I have to say goodbye. Mm. Uh, <laughs> in before I'm back for another one. <laughs> okay, so here's my farewell. Uh, it's been a pleasure doing uh, Omsa Yachela with Omsa, and you know we got to record the new intro, so you'll have the two presidents in there. Uh, all the time. If you want to re-record with all three of us, Danish, you get you in for it. Uh, so you still hear me around if you do continue to decide doing it as well. I uh, I wish you guys all the best of luck and good luck to you guys. In everything you do, like studies and just taking care of Omsa. So just remember to rely on the community as much as you want to take care of the community. Yeah. Mm. So with that, thank you for joining us today. Uh, Aiden ha- is going to be the new president. Uh, Danish is still going to be BB2. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have been listening to Chilla with Omsa on ORFM Dunedin 105.4. And to end off my favorite song, Mary Normie, 
Vi vælger videre.
This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.